Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I hope you're awake because we're awake. So you should be awake. I'm your host. <laughs> Was that? I think Josh fell asleep, guys. I'm not sure. Oh wait, no. All right. What's up? I'm your host, Greg. I mean, I'm Greg. I, I had to do it. That's that's my name. I'm your host. My co-host is Josh Fisher. What's up? Hey, everybody. <laughs> what a weird intro. Anyway, you gotta switch it up every now and then. Yeah, true. This is our uh, penultimate episode to our year anniversary. Kind of crazy. It is. It is. I'm also a big fan of the word penultimate. Yeah, it's same just here. Fun to say. I can't wait for that that penultimate episode of Big Bang Theory since they're closing out their show. Let's not do that again. That felt dirty. That felt gross. I don't give a penultimate. I don't give a penultimate shit about that show. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, guys, if you're new to the podcast, that's not what we do. We don't shit on Big Bang Theory, so that would be a good podcast. Uh, what we do is we review two shows on an internet streaming service, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, what have you. And we, uh, we, we talk about it, we give our opinions, and then we give a grade at the end. Like, we're teachers of much, much superior students than ourselves. But yeah, uh, just as a fair warning, we do talk spoiler stuff sometimes. Uh, we try to keep it to a minimum, but, you know, they get, they get out there. Also, some of the shows might have themings or uh, ideas or, or things that just may not mesh well with you personally. And if that's the case, you don't you don't have to listen to the show. But we appreciate you coming here anyway. Briefly, briefly, because we'll talk about it in the in the in the intermission part. But if uh, if you're if you're interested, we have a merch site right now through Redbubble. Um, mm-hmm. if you want to buy hats, shirts, hoodies, no hats, no bags hats. with no hat, no hats. Oh, no hats. My bad. Sorry. Yeah. I thought there were hats. I nope. thought there were beanies. Anyway, it's a lot nope. of stuff. We have a lot of stuff available to, to buy, uh, red bubbles, uh, fantastic. Josh has bought two shirts and, and a mug and they look fucking primo. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. And if you're if you're interested in checking that out, we do have a uh, a merch page on the website, allcuedupodcast.com. With that yep, being there said, there is a link link that takes you right to the Redbubble site. So, yeah, uh, the stuff is good quality. I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, it looks really, really good. I God, want that purple shirt. Coffee. By the, way. the only downside that, that is that was uh, that purple shirt. That's Misty's shirt. Nice. The only downside yeah, yeah. I have is that they they only go up to three x. Um, in their premium, but I think in their standard they go up a little bit higher. I'll have to check that out because I couldn't I couldn't find anything in my size. So. I can I can double check that right fast. Well, while you're and checking just... that, I'm gonna let them know about what we watched this week or for not sorry this episode. We watched two shows. We watched a movie. So last, if you listened to the last episode, I said that we were gonna watch Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I had to cancel that because I started a new job, and there's new games that have come out. So my time was limited, and I needed to shave off a solid eight hours. Um, so we changed it from Marvel's Runaways to The Package, which was actually recommended to me by uh, Brittany Saturn of Half Empty Energy Tank. Uh, if you're curious, please go check out her Etsy page, which you just search at Etsy Half Empty E-Tank. And you can see all of her products. She makes a, a lot of really solid, fun, nerdy stuff. Cross stitches, perler beads, buttons, pins, patches, all that kind of stuff. It's great. Cat toys. Oh, yeah, cat toys. Thank you, Josh. Uh, so, yeah, go check her stuff out. But she recommended the package. She said it was really funny to her and that she thinks that we would like it. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that first, and then we're going to go into Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which was a, uh, uh, premiered on Amazon this last week. Mm-hmm. On the 30th. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember the date. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, guys, so we're going to start with the package. Josh, are you ready to talk about the package? I am. All right. Where you can find the package, it's about an hour and a half movie on Netflix. 
starring a bunch of people that we've seen before. Preferably one of the kids is actually in American Vandal, which I don't know if you recognized him, Josh. But, I did. Uh, yeah. I did. He was one of the Wayback Boys. Yes. Yes. Uh, why don't you give the audience a, a, a brief description of the show, Josh, or the movie? Uh, basically, a group of teenage friends decide to go on a camping trip over spring break, and one of the friends experiences a very unfortunate accident, and it sets off a race against time for the rest of them to save their friend's most prized possession. If you can't guess what that is, based on it being called the package, the dumb fuck cuts his dick off. It's his penis! Yeah. And I hope I'm that just sounded like go I was ahead. across the room. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I hated this movie. <laughs> I felt like you would. See, I didn't. Oh, I didn't at all. Oh, my God. Dude, when I saw <laughs> the the thumbnail for it on Netflix, the package, and it's just a white background with an eggplant emoji, I was like, oh, no. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no. it, it, the whole movie is sophomore. The whole movie is sophomore comedy. The whole movie wishes it could be sophomore comedy. It's sophomore, Josh. It's it's a lot of Dude, dick, dick jokes. Twelve year olds, twelve year olds could write better shit than this. I, I'm surprised at least you're saying. I'm surprised you're saying that. There are some really really solid moments in it that made me laugh. Like specifically the nurse talking to the guy who cut off his dick. She was hysterical. Like the way that she was talking to him was so fucking funny. Her delivery was good. Uh, God but... damn it, that was good. Like I'll like straight up, like one of the worst jokes in it was the whole dick bite or the snake snake biting the dick and him having to suck the the venom out. That whole that whole bit was was lame. It was just really lame. But there was, it a, was. there was a lot Especially, of really and I'm, I'm and I'm sitting here thinking. You do realize it's medically impossible to suck venom, suck venom from a snake bite, especially one where there's no blood circulating. Well, they they preface this earlier you, when they actually, when, <laughs> as I say, they preface this earlier when they say when they basically explain like one of the characters is uh, uh, she's like uh, they don't they don't teach us this stuff in school. It's like when they're trying to compress his uh, the the bleeding stump, and yeah. uh, um. So it was very clear and evident to me. It was very clear and evident to me that none of them knew anything about anatomy. My stump's bigger than his stump. I, you know what, Josh? I, I don't. I don't know how to take that information and process it. Well, you know, because I actually have a legit real stump on the end of this leg here. No, I, I got that. I got that. I mean, I just thought it was. You know, if if they're going for sophomoric dick jokes, I won. Here's the thing about the package. Is it is it going to be remembered as a great comedy? Fuck no. God no. Uh it does it have funny this moments? Yeah. This is this wasn't even as good as a, a direct to video American Pie release. I disagree wholeheartedly. That movie is <laughs> absolute garbage. This one actually had jokes. This, this one, one actually had, had moments of of actual that comedy. There were two moments that made me chuckle. Two. Okay. One, and they were both happened before the kid leaves his driveway in the movie. When his friend rolls up and he's packing, he's getting ready to go outside, and his friend turns on the porn through his through his phone on the TV, and the parents start freaking out, and the little brother's crying. I was like, hit. And then um, when he comes out and he says, oh, wow, I didn't know that shorts were supposed to go above your belly button and still show off your balls, you know, or something like that. And I was just like, uh-huh. And that was, how did that, that was how it. Did, oh, first off, that joke was actually really solid, because if you said that to me in real life, I'd laugh. Secondly, there's actually another part in that same scenario that I thought was really fucking funny. And it's, uh, <laughs> he's doing it again at the end of the film. He, he you know. Yeah, spoofs their uh, their Wi-Fi to play that on the TV, and mm -hmm. uh, he goes, he yells at the dad. And he's like, "You should learn how to how to uh, how to, how to uh, block, uh, not block, but um, protect your Wi-Fi." Yeah, protect your Wi-Fi. And he looks, he looks at the window, and goes, "I don't know how." <laughs> yeah, 
It's really funny to me. Oh, God. I'm glad it was funny to one of us. This movie. Oh, this, dude, this movie, I was watching it. It's it's 90 minutes long. I had to pause it because it was making my brain hurt. And I looked and I was like, fuck, I'm only 43 minutes in. I've got another 45 minutes. Fuck. No. And then when the ending, the ending seemed to drag on forever. It's like, all right, we got it to the hospital. No. You got it to the wrong hospital. Oh, God. Well, they said it on the wrong dude. Oh, God. The the cliche attitude of what the film was doing was clear and obvious to me from the get. I, uh, when I scrolled over the screen with the mouse because I watched this on my laptop, and they get to the hospital, and it's like it's like an hour into the film. I was like, okay, so it's another like twenty minutes of them fumbling around until they get the dick to the to the friend. But how are they going to do that when <laughs> the analogy of the wilted flower has already gone through? And then the whole bit with the guy from the workaholics and his crazy girlfriend—that was fucking great, man. Like that was really funny to me. Like he looks down, him looking down at the dick and like being just absolutely mortified that that dick is on his body. That was so fucking funny to me. I'm really surprised you hated this as much as you did. I'm really surprised. I, I knew Dude. you weren't going to like it. I knew you were going to say that it was, like, it's bad in some way. But I thought you were going to be like, but it has its moments. <laughs> but you're just like, I chuckled at it before the beginning jokes. <laughs> That's it. And it was very mild, like, <laughs> that was it, two times. What makes you laugh out loud, Josh? Like, what in a, in a film or a movie makes you laugh out loud? Because we've established that our sense of humor is different to a point and yeah yeah and some things i just find piss your pants funny and some things i don't but i'm just i I, i'm not judging you i'm honestly curious because i don't think we've hit a comedy movie or a comedy series that you and i have seen eye to eye and i'm i'm just wondering we we have on stand-up specials but not so much true and you know we both really enjoyed American Vandal and Big Mouth, but I wouldn't necessarily call them so much a straight-up comedy series. I, I'm 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 more of a fan of subtle humor, and yeah, I like it all. I, I don't know. It's so so what making you're, me want to pluck something out specifically right now. I, well, let's let's bring still hurt. My brain still hurts from watching this. The upshot is, I have Britney's address. (laughs) I am totally mailing her a bag of gummy dicks. No, you, how dare you? No, this is not a Devil Man Crybaby situation. (laughs) No, it is not a Devil Man Crybaby situation, Josh. You do not do that. Mm. Nope. Nope, I'm not not with it. I'm not down for that one. I already did it yesterday. I will will warn her. I already did it yesterday. They're going to get there tomorrow. And the thing is, Hutch is expecting a package from me anyway, so, you know. They'll open it up. You know, knowing her, though, knowing her, though, she'll she'll definitely, like, take those dicks and, like, incorporate it into something uh, artistic, so, I don't know. Yeah. See, artistic incorporation of dicks would have been something that this movie wished it could have done. It wasn't trying to be... What you wanted it to be. I knew what it was. I wanted it to be funny. You're exactly right. It wasn't It was funny. Not hysterical, (laughs) but it was funny. I enjoyed what I saw of it. I enjoyed what I watched. I thought that the the actors did an excellent job portraying a a group of idiots. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, I agree. They did a very good job at portraying a group of idiots. And there was one other joke. There was one actually made me did go kind of instead of, I actually went (laughs) like that. It was uh, when dumbass Jeremy is off in the woods right before he cuts it off. He's got that switchblade and he's talking to himself. He's like, this knife so sharp. It can cut through piss. That made me laugh. That, see, that was the I didn't, hardest I didn't, laugh in the movie. I didn't take to that. To me, that wasn't a joke. That was just a, a setup of like, this guy is very much an idiot and he's about to cut off his dick. Like it was just set up. Yep, that was to exactly. me. Exactly. It, it, and this, the the thing is, a lot of this stuff was so telegraphed. Well, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't meant not to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, sophomoric humor doesn't do it for me. That's fine. That's fair. I knew it wasn't going to. Like, I knew going into it. Like, after I watched it, I was like, Josh is not going to like this movie. 
Um, I mean, like uh, yeah. again, again, here's not the as, thing. That's how as... I started off my day yesterday morning. <laughs> yesterday morning, I wake up and I was like, "Man, I got a busy day ahead of me because you know I had rehab yesterday, and uh, we were supposed to go to Bristol to my sister in law's house, but we ended up not going because I was pretty pretty tired after rehab. So I was like, "Man, I'm not going to have time to watch this unless I do it right now." Here it is, seven thirty in the morning. Let's go ahead and fire this up. Mm. Mm. No, <laughs> not how I wanted to start off my day. Oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! It's so funny to me. It is inc- like here's the thing about me and comedy, Josh. That you'll learn. You might already know this. There are a lot of things that make me laugh. A lot. Oh, and, I realize this. And uh, there in, are lots but, of things that make me laugh, too, but not quite as well, many, let I me, don't think. let me clarify what I mean by that. When it comes to different types of comedy. So, from my experience, I've had a lot of people go, oh, you know, something like Tim and Eric isn't funny. The Tim Eric Awesome Show. Because they don't get the absurdist comedy of it. And that's, it's fine to not mm-hmm. get comedy. I, whatever. I'm not, this isn't a judgment to anybody. Please keep that in mind. It's just, when I was younger, I did a lot of my own personal studying of different forms and types of comedy, and I learned very quickly that there's inherent value in each form of comedy. But there's a, but equally, as there are good forms in that comedy, there are also bad forms. Mm-hmm. To me, sophomoric humor, which is, um, you know, American Pie and... What other sophomore movies can I come up with off the top? Or sophomore comedy movies can I come up with the top of my head? Um, Any parody. Road Trip. Road Trip is sophomoric. Uh, but those types of those types of movies, there are bad ones and there are good. And exactly, I exactly. And I don't. I personally don't feel that the package is a bad. It's not a great one, but it's not a bad. It, it, it's fascinating to me. What, by the way, we have a lot of time, guys, to talk about this, so you're going to get a little bit of a a comedy lesson here from Greg. Oh, shit. Yeah, like... Well, you did ask them to make sure they were awake and alert. Here's here's my (laughs) problem. Here's... (laughs) Uh, I'll give you an example of, of two different types of comedians that did the same thing, but one failed and one succeeded. So Don Rickles is known as an insult comic, right? He is massively successful for going on stage and making fun of the audience directly, right? Mm -hmm. Incredibly successful. You know who that didn't work for? Michael Richards. He -hmm. tried that for a few years, and it just, he failed miserably at it. Now, why did two comics who did the same style of humor fail? Why one fail and one succeed? And that's how you do the comedy. Exactly. It's all in the delivery. Not just delivery, Josh, because... If you look at absurdist comedy, like Tim and Eric or Andy Kaufman, it's it's off comedy. It's not quite what you expect from comedy. It's not a setup, punchline, joke. But it's it's not that. It's the absurdity of the situation. The weirdness of the situation is what is what the comedy comes from. Uh, for example, another another series of jokes that go into this, like, dark, grotesque kind of comedy is the aristocrat joke. If you haven't heard of it, I'll do a mild version. The joke is basically, it's it, it was used backstage when comedians were about to go on, and a lot of comedians would tell this to each other to see who could one-up each other. And the way the joke goes is, is a family walks into a talent agent's office and says, we have the best act you've ever seen. And the talent agent goes, all right, let me see it. So they start off doing it, and it's grotesque. So, like, the dad comes out and slaps the mom and then stabs his daughter. And it just gets worse and worse from there. It can go sexual. It can go deviant. It can whatever. It, the idea is to make it as to one-up whoever else is in the room. To make them not want to play. That's the idea of the joke. And then you finish it off with, like, that was an incredible act. What do you call it? The aristocrats. Blah, blah, blah. I use this as an example all the time because there's... There's comedy in that dark joke. There's comedy in that in that situation. But a lot of people don't get why that's funny. Another example of something that I feel like is fucking hysterical 
but I've watched it with people and they just have this pained look on their face. Like they, they feel sympathy and they don't see the humor. You ever seen Little Miss Sunshine, Josh? No, actually I've not. Okay. Spoiler alert for a joke. Just follow me here though. Fantastic film. But there's a. I hear good things. There's a young boy in the movie who is silent for a good portion of the film. Because he has stayed, he he has taken a vow of silence until he can join the Air Force. Okay. Okay. Uh, they get across road. They they get you know like about halfway through the film, they have to leave a hospital, and the little girl, she picks up a couple um tests that you can pick up in the lobby or whatever, and one of them is a is a colorblind test. So she's giving the colorblind test to her brother who has taken the vow of silence, and he can't pass any of it. He like it's those dot ones where there's the color, there's the word inside and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He can't yeah, see yeah. it. So Steve Carell's character turns around and goes, "You can't see color." He's like, "No." Like shakes his head, "No." And Steve goes, "If you can't see color, you can't fly a plane. Like that's if you're colorblind, you're not going to be allowed in the air." So there's a moment of realization on the kid's face, and he starts kicking the back seat. You see in the distance the van stop on the side of the road right into the center of the screen. Mm-hmm. He gets out, runs towards the camera, gets on his knees, and screams. Mm-hmm. To me, that scene is fucking hilarious, right? And it's meant to be dark comedy. It's meant yeah. to be funny. But I've watched that with people who don't get that joke, who don't get why that's funny. To me, Josh, this has always been a situation where when I see a comedy, when I watch something that other people didn't find funny, my goal isn't to break it down or break them down to see why they don't find it funny. My goal is to find out why I find it funny and they, right? Mm. So when I talk to you about this movie and why I want to know your sense of humor, why you didn't find the jokes funny where I do. That's why I'm asking. If I ever meet any of you in real life, any of our listeners, and I do the same thing with you, please understand it is I am not knocking down your sense of humor. I'm not trying to say that you have a bad sense of humor. I just want to know why I found it funny and you that's that's and that's my maybe my sense of morbid curiosity. I don't know. I, this is something that has intrigued me for a long time. So yeah, why yeah. did this movie with what I thought were solid sophomore jokes? why they didn't hit you in the funny bone like they did. The best I can gather is that sophomore just really doesn't do it for you. It depends on the movie because, you know, like you brought up some examples of movies that I do find to be funny as fucking hell. But I think at the same time, look at the age of some of those movies that at the time I thought were funny as fucking hell. You know, you're naming movies from 15 years ago or better. And it's like, yeah, at, the time, at that time in my life, I found those hysterical. And I still enjoy seeing them from time to time. But maybe it's because I've seen too much of this type of humor and seen it done better is why it wasn't as pleasing to me. I mean, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment that, that others have done it better. Wholeheartedly agree with that. I just don't feel like this one did it poorly. That's all. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you know me. I've got a dark and warped sense of humor anyway. I mean, for we play sake. <laughs> I mean, we play Jackbox games on Twitch, and I make fucking puppets out of the end of my fucking stump. So yeah. it's not like I don't have a dark and warped sense of humor. You know, I'm putting baby doll parts on my body and just saying, oh, look, I'm growing <laughs> a little person out of my leg that was, you know, amputated. I mean, come on. Putting just, googly it- eyes on it for shit's sake. Yeah, it, fa- it fascinates me, Josh, like how drastically different people's sense of humors can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's more of a fascination thing than anything. And guys, this is me and Josh talking about comedies over the past year, and this is a culmination of our conversation. So if this at all is like, oh, not that interesting, I apologize. Um, but uh, definitely wanted to get that For out there because. For a better frame of reference, go to www.allcued.podcast.com and listen to all of our prior prior shows. Nicely done. Nice slip in there. Nice, but just primo. Well, we've been going at this for about 24 minutes. So, Josh, why don't you go ahead and give your grade, and then I'll finish it off with my grade. I'm going to give it a C-. Minus as bad as I thought. Uh, I mean, I didn't enjoy it. I felt that the pacing was off and it drug a little bit, especially near the end. But it was a just slightly below average attempt at sophomore humor. I think this story told maybe 
10, 15 years ago would have been a lot better receptive by me or maybe even not the timing of the release. Maybe it's just my humor is different now than it was then versus some of the films that we brought up from that time frame. The actors in the movie were good. I believe that all these people were stark, stark raving lunatic idiot kids. You know, kids do dumb shit. I know when I was a kid, I did dumb shit. I did dumb shit until I was well into my 20s. These kids do believable dumb shit. The nurse, the nurse amused me, her deadpan delivery and everything. I like how her banter did go across with Jeremy when he's in the hospital. The whole medical stuff, though, was just a big, like, you know, here's this doctor and he's trying to see, get these dumb kids to see ration and logic, but at the same time, I don't know. It just <laughs> fell flat for me. It, it hurt my, it hurt my brain. I felt it drug on too long. And I just sadly didn't enjoy it. All right. It, it, yeah. Um, I, it I, wasn't, it wasn't terrible though. It wasn't like, you know, give it an F. It wasn't as bad as kiss me first or mute or, you know, some of the other things that I've totally ripped on. <laughs> uh, I, I, I gave it a B. Okay. Um, yeah. For me, it was, it was, it was, it was genuinely funny. Uh, there were, there were, there were honest to God moments that were not funny. Uh, I think, uh, like one of the moments in my, in my brain that sticks out as, as funny didn't have a setup that was funny. It was, um, the red haired kid, red, red haired kid. Uh, he throws the canister of propane in the fire to make it explode to get the attention of the helicopter. Yeah. When he does this, it lights Jeremy's foot on fire or his shoe. Yep. Which they immediately put out, and I'm like, okay, that wasn't really funny. Like, it was just a happenstance situation. What what made that scene funny was the helicopter pilot comes down, and he, or, well, not pilot, but the guy, helicopter guy comes down, and he was like, whose idea was it to get our attention with a giant fireball? And the guy, the kid puts his fist out and goes, it was mine. He goes, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like that, the, the we saw you on our first perfect. pass, you know. Yeah, that really made me laugh, so... I don't know, there, there are moments like that because because there's a lot of setup to a joke or to a punchline, it takes a while to get to the jokes. And then there's just some strong, long stretches like the snake bite. It's like, that's not funny. But what's fucked up, you know, they they here's this rattlesnake that has a defensive strike against this severed penis in a plastic baggie flying towards it. Everybody runs out so he can suck the venom out of the penis. But yeah, the rattlesnake was just still in there, like it's not going to keep, sh like it's not going to attempt to defend itself. Uh, it's just like, oh, okay, what happened to the snake? Oh, it's still sitting there, hanging out, probably Plus, watching, probably watching and wrapped as this fucking moron is sucking, trying to suck snake venom out of a fucking severed penis. It's probably as dumbfounded as I was. <laughs> Look. You're you're putting logic onto a bunch of teenagers who are still in high school, mind you, um, yeah. who use a fake ID to get alcohol. Like, think back to when you were 16, 17 years old. You were a fucking idiot, too. I was, but um, I wasn't that big of an idiot. And I did some, I did some pretty stupid stuff. I like to think of See, myself was, as not an idiot, but I did some stupid shit. I did dumb things, but I, I didn't do a lot of crazy, out, you know, outlandish stuff, you know. I mean, my, my thing about this movie, Josh, is, and I have to make this clear, is will I forget about it in a couple of weeks? A hundred percent. Unless somebody brings it up to me, this is gone. Uh, but I did enjoy the hour and a half I did. I've watched. So bef before we get into Jack Ryan, uh, I wanted to go back to our website for a second, Josh. Mm -hmm. So what else besides our shows and merch can they find there? Well, you know, we've got some blog entries that I know neither one of us have updated in some time. Because summer's been stupid busy. Yeah, well, real life, you know, it can get in the way. And my next few weeks are going to be very, very busy. Uh, I started I started rehab yesterday. Oh, and, shit. yeah, tomorrow I meet with the 
prostologist, I believe that's how it's pronounced. And if it's not, and someone, if anyone is listening and you do uh, specialize in the making of prosthetics and fittings and things, I apologize if I butchered the pronunciation. But I meet with him tomorrow at noon. Uh, Friday, I've got rehab at 1. Next Monday, I've got rehab at 1, and then I've got wound care at 2.30, immediately following in the same hospital. Uh, Wednesday, rehab again that morning, and then my doctor, my regular physician, you know, 40 minutes away at a different location immediately after uh, Friday rehab. So my desire to update the blog and getting the YouTube channel caught up, and with me just coming off of the past three weeks of doing the charity event on my Twitch channel, is going to be severely diminished. <laughs> That's but. fine by me. I think. I think personally, the the important part of this podcast is making sure that we get the audio versions out there every. Exactly, exactly. That is what we are focused on: covering content and delivering content. But. AllCueedUpPodcast.com, as Greg mentioned, that is the hub for all of our uh, things associated with the website. There's a sidebar on the left when you when you go to it on either your desktop or your tablet or phone, what have you. Little color-coded sidebar, it'll take you to our Facebook discussion group where you can interact with us on Facebook and discuss the shows and the movies that we watch and review. Give us suggestions there for upcoming shows. Brittany, you got a one-week ban on suggesting anything to us, but there's a link to our Instagram account. There is a link to all the audio locations of where you can find our episodes, such as uh, Spotify, Radio Public, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean. There's a lot of stuff there. It's a hub for everything. There's a link to our patreon that's something that we really want to get going because we have some ideas for some great content we definitely this would be a perfect movie to do a riff track style entry for oh my god yeah i i really want to i think that'd be a lot of fun to do one day there's a lot of stuff there bookmark all queued up podcast dot com follow us on all our social media accounts the twitter account the instagram account you know there's a, we have an email address all queued up podcast at gmail.com where you can send us uh suggestions feedback you know leave us reviews on these audio platforms leave us leave us ratings and reviews let us know what you think and if you enjoy the content and you want to help support us become a patron by becoming a patron you're helping support the show directly because anything we make off of the the Patreon site, or anything we make off of the merchandise store on Redbubble, which is also linked there, those funds go back into supporting the show. I mean, there's, you know, website hosting fees, uh, website security fees, things like that, the podcast hosting fees themselves, you know, the Dropbox fees for our audio, you know, those things all come out of pocket. And things like that, it just helps to keep us going, to help keep the costs minimal, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah. All right, Jack Ryan? Jack Ryan. All right. John Krasinski is taking the mantle of Jack Ryan this time. And you can find this show on Amazon Prime. It's only eight episodes, which is really, really digestible. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know who Jack Ryan is, uh, it's because most of his movies don't explicitly say Jack Ryan. This is the first time that his name is the is the title. Uh, some of uh, the other... Incorrect. Really? Yeah. There was a movie... Done in 2014, starring... Oh, you're right. I forgot about... Chris Pine. I, I haven't seen Jack that one Jack Ryan slash Shadow Recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank so there's you. been I... five movies about the Jack Ryan character. And then there have been... There has been this show now. Yeah, so if... You, if Again, if you're curious where, like, the character Jack Ryan, where you may have heard the name before... He's been played by Harrison Ford. He's been played by... Um, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, and ben, uh, Affleck. ben Affleck. But those movies Pine. are Patriot Games, um, Red Rabbit, Clear and Pr No, uh, Hunt for Red October with Alec Baldwin, and oh, then uh -huh. Patriot Games followed by Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford, and then Ben Affleck played him in The Sum of All Fears, right. and was... Chris Pine, uh, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. My my fault here was I was looking at the wrong list. And I was reading yeah, the list of titles. Yeah, you were looking titles. at the books. You were looking at the books, yeah. Because cause here's the thing about the, thing about the character. He's been in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 23. 14, 15. 23. Thank you. Yeah, 23 books and five movies. 
Yeah. Um, and most of them written by Tom Clancy, but since he passed away, there have been four other authors that have continued on with the Ryan verse, as it's called. Yeah. A couple of them were actually working with him before he passed away into keeping the universe ongoing and shaping it and following in that direction. So he's yeah. a character that's been around for a lot of years. For a long time. Well, one of, well I think I think for me, the, the thing about the, the, the overall story of Jack Ryan or the Ryan verse, if you will. There's a lot of instances where it feels like it's very James Bondish, where they don't all connect. They aren't sequels to one another. They're they they're different individual stories, especially if it's a different actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially the show. This show does not. This show feels like it's it's at the beginning. Yeah this this show seems to more closely follow what the books did early on than what any of the movies have done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I like that. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, uh, real quick, Josh, since we kind of jumped past it, why don't you give the audience a quick synopsis of the show? Well, basically, you know, Jack Ryan, he's an up-and-coming CIA analyst, and he notices a pattern in potential terrorist communication. And he brings it to his superiors, and as a result, he is suddenly thrust into a dangerous field assignment. And it's a fun fascinating ride yeah yeah i uh i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed watching i didn't think i was going to i thought i was going to be because espionage movies or movies like this political thrillers stories sorry not movies they don't always intrigue i get bored very quick because there's a lot of uh, um, exposition between certain characters Mm -hmm. and this show does have a lot of exposition between characters a lot it does of exposition but it manages to keep it interesting almost yeah. the entire time. Uh, yeah, I'd say almost. Um, there are legit moments where I, I, I just don't care. Just straight up, I don't. But, uh, but for the yeah, I'd say, yeah, definitely for the most part, I, I'm, I'm invested. I, w- I want to say right now that it's not super common, especially with a TV show, where you can have a an antagonist. That's as fucking, like, first off, let's give credit to that actor who plays Suleiman. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that guy's uh, his, his name is Ali Suleiman. That's his real name. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. He was phenomenal. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, legitimately terrifying. And, and, and at the same time, you felt compassion for his character because of the events that he went through that molded him into who he was his past you felt terrible for him well that's what makes a good antagonist for me is that if you can't sympathize with the villain then the villain is just a body for the good guy to fight like exactly it's it was so it was so much fun to watch his scenes to be to be completely frank to be 100% frank I don't think there was a bad actor in the lot. No, no. Even the kids, you know, were well done. Yes, I would argue, personally, that there were a few moments where Suleiman's son did not act well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that, that that scene in specific, spoiler alert, was when uh, Suleiman reveals to him that his mother has died. The way that yeah. he reacted was way, way, way too subtle. I felt like for a kid that age to hear his mother, his mother died, he would be a bit more distraught. But he well, did. also look at we don't know exactly how a kid who's grown up in that environment either would react versus how we think we would react at that age. Well, to, for from my perspective, and I'm just throwing this out there mm-hmm. from from what they showed in the show. When she's trying to take him out, and he's like, I live my own life, Mom. Fuck yourself, and walks away. He's acting like a spoiled brat because these three kids have lived in a compound where they have had a bit more luxury than everybody else. They're almost royal. Mm-hmm. They're like princess and princess. Um, a prince yeah. and princess. So when things don't quite go their way, they have an overreaction. Oh, absolutely. And I felt like that overreaction definitely needed to be exemplified when he learned that. And I felt like the director definitely wanted him to feel sadness and be sad, but then storm off. But instead, he just kind of looked depressed for like a second and then stormed off. And I was like, okay, I I feel like I see what's happening here and it just didn't pan out. But again, 
this is like fucking 15 seconds of the show, guys. Like, this is not a complaint. I'm just pointing out yeah. that there was a moment that I recognize. Other than that, man, like, this show is really well paced, really rower. If, if, if political thriller can, can keep me in, in entertained for eight hours, fucking kudos. Cause it, my ADD kicks in quite frequently when it comes to show. And it just, it, it didn't. Like, even, even in the scene, Josh, where Jack is on a date with that, with his, uh, love interest. Mm hmm. Kathy. Kathy, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was invested. I was, I cared. <laughs> Normally I'd be looking at my phone, <laughs> but I wasn't. So this is all praise, by the way. Guys. This is all praise. I mean, it was, I, I loved it. I love shows like this. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of, Homeland on Showtime, which I need to get caught up on. But, I was a uh, fan until after season two. Really? Hmm. It just felt like they were yeah. they were just continuously jumping the shark. Well, anyway, I still I need to get caught up on it. I've always been a fan of the Jack Ryan character, and I really loved the Jack Ryan movies. And Clear and Present Danger was always my favorite of the Jack Ryan movies. Really loved it. And that's that's the thing I got to give credit to John Krasinski. You know, he's playing Jack Ryan in this. He played it more like Harrison Ford's take on the character than anybody else's. But it was still, you know, his own take. You see a little bit of Ford's influence in the way he portrays Jack Ryan. But at yeah, the it's same like, time... Uh... It it's it's a nice nice tribute to him, but at the same time still his own, and he does a great job. Yeah, I would definitely say like John John went and did his research on other actors playing Jack Ryan. He wanted the audience to definitely feel comfort in the idea that this is the same character they've known for years. And it, but it, but it definitely felt like it was like when uh, Troy Baker uh, got the role of Joker for one movie. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And he was like, I didn't want to do exactly what Mark Hamill did. Was it Troy Baker or was it Nolan North? Anyway, regardless. One of the two. Yeah, I just don't remember. It was the Red Hood movie. I remember that much. But anyway, you know, I remember the interview that he was saying, whichever actor it is, that uh, he wanted to do his own version of the Joker, but Mark Hamill's was his favorite. So he's going to find inspiration in Mark Hamill's Joker. And I definitely felt like John Tr Krasinski did the exact same thing with Jack Ryan. But one of my favorite things, Josh, about Jack Ryan versus like, let's say, you know, your, your bonds or your borns or other things in that, fa in that fashion. And I do use them as an example because it's all political thriller, kind of. Jack Ryan is not, the character is not an action star. He's not this guns a blazing go in first. He is a political analyst for the CIA. And because he's an analyst, that's what gets him into trouble or that's what gets him caught up in this shit. To me, that's more fascinating than a guy who has amnesia and just fights occasionally or a womanizing super spy. Like, don't get me wrong. Love the Jason Bourne movies. Love James Bond. But Jack Ryan is just more, much more of a fascinating character than those guys. Yeah, he, he really is. He's, he's, he's an intelligent, very intelligent guy. And, you know, he's heroic, yeah. But at the same time, he is vulnerable. He's, you know, he gets scared. He's unsure of himself. You know, he's just a regular guy, but he's put in these crazy situations. And that's what makes his yeah. character so yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, he wasn't trained to be a special agent. You know, he's like, oh, I'm an analyst, you know, and all these special ops guys are like, you're an analyst. What are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Well, one of my other things that I really enjoy about how Jack Ryan uh, is as a character is that he is, in a sense, the ultimate good. And he makes a lot of, he makes a lot of mistakes. Like, he's a Boy Scout. He makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, like, like the whole scene where they're trying, they're, they're in, uh, uh, uh Turkey. Is they it Turkey? In Turkey. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're trying to save Suleiman's wife. And, uh, they're in a car with the guy who's, uh, well, he's basically yeah, a, because uh, she had fled Syria with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, the, the guy that she, that they're with who can find her is a, uh, is a trafficker. He's a human trafficker and other things on top of that as well. But besides the point, the, the CIA, the head of the CIA who's, who's with Jack is just playing along like he's supposed to, saying exactly the right things. 
but Jack keeps yep. skirting that line of fucking it up. And and mm-hmm. all I kept thinking, Josh, while he was doing that was like, Jack, if you don't fucking fall in line, you're going to get the Baltimore Stadium blown up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the guy that played uh, his section chief, section uh, chief Wendell you. Pierce, Wendell Pierce played James Greer, and man, he did such a great job in that Absolutely. role too. I loved, I loved their dynamic, especially you know, like, hey, if we're going to be working with each other, you gotta, you gotta trust me. Give me reason to trust you. I'll give you reason to trust me. And it's like you know, they were really standoffish with each other at first, and it was really nice to see their relationship grow. And yeah. basically, yeah. you know, uh, Greer saying, "Hey, stop." fucking this up get your head out of your ass this is the way shit has to be done yep and jack you know being the fucking stubborn bullheaded guy that he is you know because he is a he is a human character and he he messes up a lot he thinks he's doing the right thing and then he and then it turns out he's he, then he, but because it's jack ryan he does you know he does save the day at the end yeah yeah he he sees shit in very black and white, and he's slowly realizing that the world is more than just black and white. There are many shades of gray in between, and you're going to have to find your place among yeah. those shades of gray. And that's also a fascinating aspect of this story for me. When it came down to, uh, you know, enjoying enjoying the character who was Jack Ryan, he was the perfect antithesis to the villain that we got. It was a, it was, a, it was just, it was such a good contrast between them that we got to see. It was almost, it was almost they weren't perfect yin yang or you know sync because you understood where Jack was coming from. You understood that he wanted to stop people from dying, and you wanted, to, you, he wanted people to stop suffering. He didn't want people to hurt. And and throughout the show, you're given a lot of instances where he he is betraying that very very well. A lot of times where he pisses off like mm-hmm. government officials because he's interjecting or interrupting because he, you know there's something that he sees or something that he wants constantly. Greer is like, "Would you sit the fuck down?" Yeah, or like when they're in that one early briefing and he's just like, uh, "Mr. President, uh, there's also a kid in this compound. I promised his mom we'd get him out." And the president's like, "Okay." Uh, you're getting 13 hostages now instead of 12. <laughs> and everybody's just like, look at the sack on this guy. What the fuck? Yeah, but I love that stuff, and it's fantastic. It's it's great because then the camera shifts and it goes to Suleiman, and you know his history. You know what he's going through. You know his mindset and why he's pissed and wants revenge. You understand mm-hmm. his revenge angle. Um, you just don't agree with it. It's it's that same. It's the same like with you know the recently Thanos. You know, you understand mm-hmm. where he's coming from, but you don't agree with where he's where he wants to go. Good, or 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 even better than that, if we're, if we're going Marvel, you could definitely yeah, go with uh, yeah. Killmonger, regardless. Which I finally got to watch that the other day. We will talk after the podcast because I am curious on yeah. your thoughts on it. I thought you had already seen Black Panther, but anyway. No, I didn't get to see it until last week, actually. Okay. Although for those of you who haven't seen it, it was loaded onto Netflix uh, yesterday. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we should we should definitely wrap up. This show is I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give my grade, Josh. If you're cool with that, if you're doing your uh, thoughts, ahead, okay. Man. I give this show an A. It gets an A. It doesn't get an A plus because there are a few moments that I don't think were entertaining to me. A few a few moments that I thought were kind of droll, and those were definitely the only only in the first two episodes. After the first two episodes, it, it hits this it hits this running stride, and it just does not let up. But yeah, because yeah, it's it's but it's so good. Like guys, when I give something an A in this show, it's a must watch, regardless if it's a plus, regular, or minus. Like it's, and I'm not into political thrillers. Like if you gave me a political thriller that was like ninety percent exposition, I probably wouldn't watch it. I'd be bored to tears. But in this scenario, in this instance, it's so well paced and timed and. It's and it's super digestible too. It's only eight episodes that are less than an hour apiece, except for the first episode. Yeah, they're yeah they're uh, after the first episode they're all like forty five minutes each. Yeah, so. so it's really really digestible and it's a solid succinct story that's in a nice neat package. And if you like the other Jack Ryan movies, you're gonna love this show. I definitely recommend it. Uh, but Josh, what is your grade? Also an A. Uh, very, very well done. Fascinating from beginning to end. Really, really love this show. Uh, I, you know, I've always loved the character, as I mentioned earlier, 
and Harrison Ford's uh, take on the character was always my favorite version. And I just used past tense. I said was. John Krasinski is now my new favorite Jack Ryan. This guy is amazing in the role. I love where they're going with the show. It's already been picked up for a second season. Uh, I'm very happy about that. And I did not know that. I remember awesome, seeing yeah. the trailer for this. Do what? I said uh, I didn't know that they had greenlit that, so that's great. Yep. Yep, and that's that's something you know. I know when I saw the trailer for this a couple of months ago, I was like, "Dude, we got to watch that when it comes out." And you're like, Aah. and I was like, "No, <laughs> I want to watch it." I'm so <laughs> happy that you enjoyed it. As a result, that's great. Uh, this show, as Greg said, if you're a fan of you know spy movies, intrigue, political thrillers, anything like that, this show's right up your alley. It's well done. It's not too uh, too heavy-handed with, you know, plot that bogs it down in places. There's not too many episodes. It's character-driven. Like it's the important part to keep in mind. It's, it's very character-driven. You feel sympathy for the antagonist. You can relate and understand to why he is the way he is. Hopefully you don't agree with his methods, um, but yeah, it's it's really really good, and I was very pleased with it. Awesome, awesome. I'm I'm glad that we saw it on that show because I, I I really really enjoyed what I saw. And also, like it does a does this clever thing where every episode ends with the I, I guess I gotta watch the next one now. Yeah, uh, digestible eight episodes of a really solid show. So definitely go check that out, guys. That's gonna do it for us. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the end of this podcast. Well, we gotta do our outro part. Well, we gotta we gotta, we gotta yeah, say our goodbyes yeah. and our links and all that. Stick shit. Stick around, stick around for a few more minutes because we got some stuff to say. Uh, yeah, real quick, uh, we're going to uh, next week or not next week. Next episode will be our year anniversary, which is exciting. I know, man. And in a strange twist of fate, on our year anniversary show, which is it, it, here's why it's interesting. In our first episode, we reviewed American, American Vandal Season 1. In our year anniversary, mm-hmm. we're doing Season 2. So it's just kind of kind of serendipitous. It's a nice little bookend. Yeah, yeah. Nice little bookend. I, I, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm really excited for Season 2. I think it's going to be I am too, really man. funny. Uh, but the other show we're going to review is Iron Fist Season 2. And Josh, you haven't seen Season 1, have you? No, so that means I've got to figure out how to watch season one and season two along with all the other stuff I'm involved in. You watched Luke Cage season two, correct? I did. That's the best version of Danny Rand. So what I might recommend instead of watching the season, go to YouTube, find like what happened to season one of Iron Fist and see if someone can give you a summary. Because honestly, the show is not that great. Like, the problem that I have with the show a lot is that it it does a lot of, like, it tries to be classic, like, 70s kung fu, and it just misses mm-hmm. the mark every time. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, Danny comes off as this, like, white, rich, whiny boy, so it's just, there's loads of all that kind of stuff. But it, it's, it's, not the, it's not the worst show. The worst show that they've done for Netflix Defenders, uh, which, oddly enough, is their, like, team-up one. But anyway, mm-hmm. you might be able to watch season two without seeing season one. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I was able to. I was able to watch Luke Cage season two and keep up without having seen Iron Fist season one in the Defenders. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, you know the characters because you're you've at least seen the comic. I grew up on the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you'll be fine, even if you just watch from now. Um, I might do that because, shoot, God, have I ever been busy? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. We got a lot of content to cover this next two weeks, but um, uh, yeah, guys, that's uh. Those are our next two shows, Iron Fist Season 2 and American Vandal Season 2. So in the middle of the show, we talked about the website. We talked about where you can support us, Patreon, and following the links, listening to us on Radio Public. That helps a lot. Uh, you know, and, and guys, share this with people that you know. If, if there's somebody that's like, oh, I don't know what to watch on Netflix, throw us, throw us their way. See if, you know, they, you know, like, even if they just visit the website to look at our grades, 
That's awesome. Oddly enough, I had a conversation about that last night. Uh, shout out to my to my boy Dave, aka Energon Addict, from uh, the show Breaking the Mold. Last night they were uh, were having a discussion on their show about what to watch. You know, it's like some of them were talking about the upcoming streaming platforms coming from DC and with Disney starting their own. He's like, you know, I've got Netflix. I like Netflix. And you know, it's like, but if there's other good shows out there, and I'm sure there are, I don't know about them. I was like, well, funny enough. If only there were a podcast, Dave, where you could find out about different shows. I was like, I just don't know. Oh, wait. I know of one all queued up. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he he's like, I'm going to listen to it now. I was like, all right, I'm going to test you. So, Dave, have you listened yet? Here's your test. <laughs> Uh, I've actually, I had a friend uh, tell me that they use the website as a good barometer for what her, him and his wife can watch. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's. That's why I really need to get that updated. Oh. Uh, that shouldn't take you long. This is just, this just typing stuff out. Like, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I usually link those to the YouTube link too. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I don't know. But I can at least put in the grades on those and get that done today and do a link to the audio version of each one. And then when I get the YouTube channel caught up, switch those links to the YouTube channel. There you go. That's what I can do. There's my afternoon project. Oh, guys, if you are interested, uh, one of the things that we like to do is we have a Facebook discussion page. Facebook discussion page um, where we like mm-hmm. to. That's 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 our like favorite way to interact with you guys on what you thought of a show recently there was a good conversation about disenchanted on there which is great but yeah mm-hmm. if that's something you're interested in definitely like look that look oh sorry look that's what happened josh suddenly i can't talk what the hell happened i don't know but you know in the middle of the show when i mentioned the website that is one of the things that I mentioned, the Facebook discussion group, I, you can go and interact with us and discuss the shows and leave us uh, suggestions for other things to watch. I did not. Like that. I did not catch that. I want to throw out a, sh- a okay. few you things. You probably looking throw, at your phone. <laughs> uh, I want to throw out a few things real quick. Uh, um, thank you to uh, uh, Brittany for recommending the package, even though one of us didn't like it as much. Um it was me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, I want to thank, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to Redbubble. You know, their website's awesome. Their quality of shirts and, and, and everything's great. You know, like, I'll give you an example. And we'll talk about the mug, right? Uh, what was the first website we had? I tried to go through Teespring. Teespring. He gets the he I gets the, the mug and it's like it like <sighs> somebody took a sticker and just put it on the front of the mug. Um, but when he it, it wasn't that so much. It was just the logo was supposed to take up the entire outer part of the mug. It was like two inches by one inch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the on sticker the front right of here. this big mug. It was awful. Whereas the new mug from Redbubble. The logo goes top to bottom all the way around the cup. Yep. On one side, you get my stupid face. On the other side, you get Josh's stupid face. My face is beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm a handsome son bitch. It's it's really good quality. I'm really happy with it, and I do plan on buying something, but I have to get paid first. Um, Shout out to that new job. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Uh, But also, Josh, uh, uh, what... uh, what happened with your charity stream? Man, uh, that wrapped up Friday, the 31st. It was a success. Damn right it was. I set out a, I, I set out a goal to raise $200 for Child's Play, and I raised 211 so I surpassed the goal. You know, gained some new followers during the stream. I uh, had constant traffic and visitors in the chat the entire time and i held a raffle for prizes at the end that were used as donation incentives and you know raffled all the prizes away and unfortunately not everybody was able to win 
But here's the thing. I know a lot of people really love the artwork that Genocide Squirrel drew. Well, he's got a red bubble store now, too, as of last night. He launched one, and he did those beautiful artwork pieces, and now they're available on his red bubble store, so check him out. I'll put the link in the description as long as, as well as our own, because he's the one that did our channel art, our logo for the show. So, yeah, you know, love that guy. He's a great friend. Yeah, I, a big thanks to him and McKay. We'll, all, all, we'll always thank them forever, because... They really helped us get this podcast going. Um, yeah, they're awesome. They're great people. Uh, I think we're going to hold off on a little bit more because there were some things I had in mind I want to say, but I'm going to wait until next. We're going to do a special year anniversary thing after our reviews next week. Um, I'll talk to Josh about it afterwards, but definitely check out the episode next week because we're going to have something special. Um, yeah. I have an idea, but uh, well, before they before they check that, where where can they find you? I was just about to do that. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, but where you can find me? Uh, you can find me on just about any social media platform under Chub Rock Geek. Um, I'm primarily active on Twitter, but not super active. But basically, anytime that I go to stream on Twitch, on either the MSP page or sorry, Mission Star Podcast page or my personal, I'll tweet it out there. Um, so you can always be ready to come and hang out when I'm doing that, if that's something you're interested in. Um, any other projects I'm doing, anything else, that's that's where I'll definitely say that I'm doing it. Um, uh, at the moment, I think that's it, actually. That you, that's the only places you can really find me other than here. Uh, a, a lot of the stuff through Mission Star Podcast is taking a pretty large hiatus uh, due to the fact that Anthony and I both now have jobs that don't have solid schedules like we're it's going to fluctuate constantly throughout the week um mm -hmm. so when he gets his computer stuff back we're going to definitely try to figure out where like our 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 streamed podcast will also move around yeah so that's going to be fun and fascinating but other than that um at the time of this recording the same day that we record this uh, we're going to be doing a, a little bit of a live stream on the Mission Star podcast page, the, the YouTube channel. It's been well past, but because it's archived, if you want to go check it out, what we're going to be doing is um, uh, earlier in April, we did the summer movie wager, which is basically you, you pick the top 10 grossing movies between the 29th of April and the 3rd of, of September. And in that time span, the top 10, um, you, what you think will be the top 10, and then you get a scoring system based on that. We're going to go over each movie, how much they made, um, and then I will reveal who won the summer movie. Cool. Uh, so yeah, if you want to check that out, that'll be archived on the Mission Star podcast page on YouTube. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think we're done. Josh, where can they find you? Man, I'm everywhere. Um, I'm everywhere, man. Uh, I've I've really, really taken on a lot of projects and involved in a lot of projects now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at nsabanur1976. That is E-N-S-A-B-A-H-N-U-R-1976. Uh, on Twitch, uh, it's nsabanur76. Same spelling, just dropped the 1-9. I am in heavily involved in the realm of collectors community, and... You know, I got to give those guys a shout out, uh, shout out to the whole Cool Table Network. You know, there's great shows. I participate in the uh, chats on those shows when they're live on YouTube and always in the hangouts afterwards. Uh, but I'm also on Off the Runner with my friends Bricks on the Dollar, a.k.a. Clutch, my buddy Tyler, uh, Dakota and Dalton. And that's on the now on the. YouTube channel Bricks on the Dollar. Bricks on the Dollar. That's going to be live uh, when it does air. We're actually going to be recording tonight, so that's where we build uh, model kits and just BS with each other. It's a lot of fun, and we can take questions from the chat in the process. And on Friday nights, I'm also doing another live show with my friends Nick, Russ, Sam, and Rob. Uh, it's on the MPSP Theater channel, Masterpiece Shitpiece Theater. Uh, where we talk about various things in the entertainment 
and nerd communities, and that's also a live show as well. Uh, and two weeks ago, I made a guest appearance on Figure Banging, uh, hoping to uh, make future appearances on there. And you can catch me on the occasional episode of Verbally Challenged with Hurricane BX all over the place, like I said. But check out the Realm of Collectors group on Facebook. It's an, an incredible community that I'm proud to be a part of that has done so much for me and Misty uh, this year. They're just amazing amazing people to know and I'm proud to have among my friends. Uh, love all those guys and ladies, you know, it's a great place, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for us again. Iron Fist season two, American Vandal season two. Uh, we're both excited for those shows. At least I am. Um, Oh yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, anything else? Nope, that's it. Uh, something special next week for our anniversary episode. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. Um, God, you're gonna make me edit out so many ums. Probably. Uh, and um, and I um, and you uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> now you can't edit that one out because that's a joke. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, anyway, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for hanging out. We will see you next time. Take care, everybody.